Good morning, guys. Uh, continuing on this morning in Galatians 3. And uh, just as I've looked over the ending here, the second half of the Galatians 3, I just realized there's so much gold uh, to mine here that we're going to take it nice and slow. So just going to look at verses 15 to 18 this morning. Paul says, To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say into offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to make promises void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. The idea here is that uh, Paul is saying he's getting ready to unpack, you know, what the nature of the law is and, and how we relate to it. And what he's doing is he's going all the way back to the beginning and he's un, un, he's reminding the Galatians of this, the, the, the power of the covenant. And I just want to kind of look at three words within these four verses that that I think are, are, are hugely impactful on our on my heart and on our lives. The first is covenant. Uh, you know, you I don't have enough time to 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 teach on a full theology of covenant, but just simply said, a covenant is an agreement or a, some sort of arrangement or contract between two parties. It could be between two equal parties, like a business partnership. Or it could be between two unequal parties, like a maybe a lesser or a weaker party could hire a stronger party for protection. You know, hey, would, I'll give you this and you protect me from my enemies. Or it could be a, a covenant offered by a stronger party, like a king, to citizens of a kingdom saying, I will provide for you all of the benefits of my kingdom uh, in return for, you know, your obedience or whatever it may be. And... This covenant that is made is essentially a, uh, a unilateral covenant. It's, it's a covenant made to Abraham where, where all of the benefit comes from God to Abraham. Uh, and Abraham only needs to trust in the, in the promises of God that are offered. And so uh, in, in Genesis 22, God promises Abraham that in your seed, or in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In other words, he says to Abraham that I will bless the entire world through you. And Paul makes clear here that ultimately that, that this beautiful redemptive story of God's love that we see through the people of Israel in this everlasting covenant, we see the story unfold throughout what we call the Old Testament, this story comes to its culmination or its resolution in the person of Jesus, that Jesus comes and lives and dies and, and is resurrected from the dead. And that is the way in which God blesses the earth or, or brings us to culmination. Now, this covenant isn't over. God hasn't finished the covenant with the people of Israel, nor has he replaced them, as I mentioned yesterday. In fact, this covenant is ongoing, and we're seeing it continuing to be fulfilled in deeper and more beautiful ways, You know, such as the return of the people of Israel in 1948 
uh, to their land and the return in 1967 of the Jewish people to to Jerusalem. Um, th- we're seeing the fulfillment even before our very eyes of this, this Abrahamic covenant. And it's so that's a powerful part of, of what Paul's getting at. The second word that, st- that sticks out to me here is the word promise. And I think it's such a beautiful comparison here. Paul's saying if the inheritance, if all the blessings that are offered to Abraham in this covenant was on the basis of this law that comes 430 years later, then it really wouldn't be a permanent promise because it would, the, the covenant would depend at least in part on Abraham's keeping of the law and his descendants keeping of the law. But since the, the 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 inheritance, the blessings that are offered are offered on the basis of promise and namely God's promise, then the covenant stands sure and true, and it's ongoing because God's promises are yes and amen. The third word that I love so much in this these four verses is in the very last verse, in verse 18, where it says, God gave it to Abraham by a promise. And that word gave here is... Is, is the ancient Greek word, well, it's born out of the same root word that we get the word grace from, the word charis and, or gift. And, and what Paul is saying here is that God's giving to Abraham of a promise through covenant was the free giving of grace. Grace, we define grace again as getting more than we deserve. It's not a a covenant of justice would be you give me X and I give you something in return that equals X. A covenant of mercy would be I don't punish you, right? You know, I'm not going to give you less than you deserve. But a covenant of grace is one in which we get way more than we deserve. And what Paul is saying here is he's reminding us that this covenant that God makes with Abraham that we are grafted into by extension is a covenant of grace where what we exchange for all of the, the blessings and the promises that God gives to us through Jesus is we give our sin, that we give our lives. We give our, our in, in essence, in a lot of ways, our nothingness, and he returns to us all the blessings of heaven that we get through Jesus. For what it's worth, this word that he of, of giving, that God gave it to Abraham, is also in the perfect tense, which just as a bonus to you, you ought to know, it's an it's a indication that the gift that he gave to us is a permanent gift. It's not going away, friends. It's ours to keep. And so, Father, I pray this morning in Jesus' name that you would remind us of this everlasting covenant you've made with, with Father Abraham through the people of Israel by extension to all the nations of the world, that we would be blessed. Lord, I bend my knee. We bend our knee to to this God-man, to Yeshua, to Jesus, the one who is the ultimate fulfillment, the offspring that fulfills the covenant. Lord, we thank you for his offering that has given to us this extraordinary permanent promise. In Jesus' name, Maranatha.